Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hello, everyone. From time to time, I will be uploading um, really important information to the platform for your spiritual edification. And what I'm going to call these um, little pieces of information, um, I'm going to call them scriptural jewels. So every now and again, I will upload a scriptural jewel from someone who is um, knowledgeable in the scriptures to give you some information for your edification. So enjoy. Copyright disclaimer under section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976. Copyright disclaimer under section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976, allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips the balance in favor of fair use. When it comes to our view of the Creator and how He deals with us, many think Yah is sitting on His throne ready and waiting to stare our lives directly. Like when we pray, we picture Yah leaning forward and saying, your prayer is granted my servant or some such thing, like a genie in a lamp. And then He probably reaches out a hand which He wriggles to bring that prayer to reality. And we believe that he's doing this for each and every individual who prays to him. Now I'm sure he's capable of that, but that's not quite how it works. Yah isn't directly orchestrating people's lives or doling out punishment on a case-by-case basis after raking his eye through the earth, scouring it for infringements. That's like thinking he is manually sending the sun and moon along their courses using his hands or blowing tornadoes down from the sky with his pursed lips. Now, I'm sure he can do those things, too. But just because he can doesn't mean that he does. And history, that is the scriptural record, shows that he has only dealt directly with a scant few from our storied past. But as time wore on, he withdrew his presence from this earth little by little and ceased to be actively involved in the lives of any of his servants in a direct and personal way. Instead, his dealings with his servants are now automated. 
though much of those dealings have been from the very beginning. You see, Yah has long established the most sophisticated set of algorithms ever imagined to order the lives of his followers, similar to the way he has ordered nature itself. And as with everything else, the very idea of algorithms has been co-opted by the devil. First, let's see how an algorithm is defined. A Google definition gives us the sterilized sense and leaves much to be desired. Algorithm. Noun. A process or set of rules to be followed in calculations or other problem-solving operations, especially by a computer. Whereas this wiki entry gets more to the point we're driving at. In mathematics and computer science, an algorithm is a self-contained sequence of actions to be performed. Hmm, a self-contained sequence of actions to be performed. Life contains these in great abundance. In the Covenant Law of Yah Part 9, I hinted at this algorithm when I said of Yah. In the book of Isaiah, we are told that whenever his word goes out, it accomplishes the task it is sent to accomplish. For as the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven, and returns not there, but waters the earth, and makes it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. The algorithm of life is basically summed up in those two verses. In other words, when Yah speaks something, anything, a series of actions either immediately or eventually results without him having to lift a finger. Thereafter, nature, people, circumstances in general, and many other factors will begin to line up to bring about Yah's words. And we see this from the very first book in scripture during creation itself. These are essentially algorithms in play, a self-contained sequence of actions that are performed according to the words Yah spoke. When we look at many, many scripture passages, like Deuteronomy 28, for instance, the blessings and curses, we see that all the things that affected the people of Israel through the centuries occurred without Yah's direct intervention. All he had to do was speak those things once, either himself, through Moses, some other prophet, or what have you, and circumstances would unfold and powerful nations would eventually sweep in to play their role living out the dictates of the algorithm to a T. Now, while this algorithm of life operates at a macro level, affecting Israelites as a nation due to their sins and bringing enemies and ill circumstances against them and those joined to them, the algorithm also works at the micro level. Meaning, your actions, choices, and what goes on in your heart triggers Yah's algorithm on a personal level. You see, what we do in this walk with Yah causes the algorithm to create reactionary events in our lives that will either prosper our way or nudge us back on the right path. But that nudging isn't always slight. It works like this. Yah's laws and everything he has spoken that comes with blessings or curses, reward or punishment, creates a specific set of algorithms and we, as believers, are automatically affected by the dictates of those algorithms. 
The same is true for everyone mentioned in scripture. Prophecies merely frame the outworking of a specific algorithm, detailing how certain curses, punishments, consequences, or rewards and blessings will unfold. But everything operates within the structure of the algorithm. So, say you receive new information and come to great light on a certain subject, and it sparks this overwhelming desire to strive harder to live a righteous life, and you start giving your all to Yah, making good on the covenant we agreed to at Sinai. But the fire of discovery that raged inside you initially starts to die down after a while, and you start to lose your zeal and, in a way, backslide back to complacency. This in turn causes you to half-heartedly make attempts to live righteously. And you even make up excuses for why you're deliberately breaking one law or another. Sooner or later, these deliberate actions will trigger Yah's algorithm, which is in place to make course corrections in our lives and reorder our steps. You'll soon see that life will automatically toss you a series of events that will stem from the very sin or sins you've committed. In other words, certain circumstances will begin to work outward from the very law you knowingly broke. For instance, if it involved the breaking of the Sabbath due to work, then work might become much more difficult for you, or even scarce, and financial troubles may arise. You may not even be able to go to work due to a sudden injury or what have you. Or if the sin involved lying, then somewhere down the line, you will be lied to. But because you believe the lie, hardships will result from your decision to trust in what was said. This last example is what triggered the algorithm that affected Jacob's life. He deceived his father Isaac by pretending to be his brother Esau in order to receive the blessing of the firstborn. Later, his uncle Laban deceived him through marriage promises, among other things, and ended up making a fortune on his extended labor. And the birthright deception also created such a rift between him and his brother that Jacob feared for his life and the lives of his family and servants for a long time as they were under constant threat from an envious and vengeful Esau. This is the algorithm in full effect. Now, the very opposite is true of the algorithm. Some of you will find that when you are truly faithful, striving with your all to do the will of Yah and live according to his desires, life will be increasingly easy to navigate. And any stumbling blocks people try to throw at you will have little or no effect. If you're fired from a job, a better one comes along. If you make a wrong turn, a better, more scenic route opens up. If someone steals from you, the algorithm adversely affects them while greater opportunities open up for you. The concept of the spiritual algorithm is something Yah started to reveal to me within the past year or so. And as I've delved deeper into it, I have received more and more insight and I can instantly recognize various algorithms at work in the lives of people around me, particularly those who complain of certain hardships, hardships that are specific to things they've admitted to doing wrong. So in closing, be aware of these working algorithms and fall in line with the will of the Most High, or you will activate an algorithm that will begin to cause you to fall in line, whether you like it or not. Shalom.
Hi, if you like what you're hearing, please hit the follow button so you can be notified when a new lesson is available. You can also upload a question or take a poll for more of your favorite topics. Thanks for listening.